Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father God, we glorify you. We praise your great name and we magnify you. We pray that your kingdom come and that your will will be done. We thank you for this week's listeners and we pray a special blessing upon the new listeners. We pray the blood of Jesus over depression. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the righteous judge, Jesus Christ, amen. February is designated as the Love Month, with Valentine's Day taking center stage. But for Christians, every month should be Love Month. But Christian love is different from romantic love associated with Valentine's Day. Christian love is a lifestyle unlike no other. That lifestyle is rooted in John 13th chapter, verses 34 and 35, which reads, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. My friends, in these two verses, Jesus says, love one another three times, so it must have been important. Jesus adds this phrase to the commandment from Leviticus 19 and 18. It says, you shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Folks, Jesus repeats the new commandment again in John 15 and 12. These verses lay the groundwork for John's three epistles. Jesus was teaching to love not just God or not just him, but to love one another. The lifestyle of Christian love goes against what the world says we ought to do. The world says, I love me and mine and that's all signifying love for family and relatives, and that's as far as it goes. But the world's lifestyle of love does not apply to Christians. Not only are we to love other believers who are not in our immediate family, we are also to love the unbeliever with the same kind of brotherly love we have for our family. Jesus gives us an example of brotherly love teaching in Luke 6, chapter, verses 32 through 36. It proclaims, But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do go to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be the sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father is also merciful. My brothers and sisters, Christians can struggle with this lifestyle choice because they have to choose to consciously or unconsciously decide not to love like Jesus. Well, you may ask, Preacher, isn't it enough that I love good church people? 
because sometimes they are hard to love? No, Jesus says to love others. Well, preacher, isn't it enough that I share what I have left over after I've taken care of me and mine? No, Jesus says to share with others out of your abundance and to give in selfless love. Well, preacher, you mean that I have to love those who persecute me, even those who persecute others? Even those who persecute others love people who love them. Jesus says to love not only those who persecute you, but to love those who love the persecutors. Preacher, you mean that if I loan money to someone outside of my family, I shouldn't expect it back with interest? No, Jesus says to give it away to those who need it. My friends, as you can see, God's ways are different and Christians must be different. Otherwise, we are just like everyone else in the world. As Christians, love is what we do in spite of those who irritate us, persecute us, and wish to see us suffer. This is a lifestyle choice, to extend brotherly love to all. My comrades for Christ, our banner, our calling card, our signpost, our evidence of who we say we are is measured by the what the world sees, what our families see, and what our friends see of how we show love to others. In John chapter 13, verse 35, Jesus says, By this all will know. So the whole world gets to see if you are a Christian by the degree you love others. The world does not judge us on the magnificent worship centers we build. They will not judge us on the amount of times we attend church services. They will not judge us on the amount of service we render to our church. No, the world will judge us on the love we failed to show them, which will cause the world not to believe in Christians or their Christianity. This test of discipleship is a daily test meant to encourage a lifestyle of love the way Jesus wants us to love. Christian love is further defined in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4-7. through 7. These verses are often repeated during wedding ceremonies, where people mistake these words to define romantic human love. But they describe Christ-like love. It says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Folks, Paul addressed several aspects of the church at Corinth for the sake of unity. In verse 4, love suffers long or patiently. And that signifies forbearance, the slowness to repay when someone offends you. If God would repay us immediately after we offend him, there would be few, if any, walking the earth. Believers should behave the same way, show patience because of our love for others. Love is kind is also connected with patience and is one of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. The difference between patience and kindness is patience has more of a temporal focus, which deals with time, while kindness refers to the manner in which a person treats others. Now, for the most part, kindness is soft and gentle. However, 
there are times when Christians must deal with the issues in a kind but firm manner. Jesus dealt with the religious leaders of his day in a kind, firm manner. Love does not envy. This attitude admires something another person has. A person may also desire many of the good things for himself. Admiration and desire can turn into jealousy and envy and then resentment for what another person has. We live in a world filled with envy, which explains the current state of the world. Love does not boast. Paul's meaning for boast is bragging without foundation. My friends, there is nothing wrong with acknowledging the good that God has done in you and in others. And you shouldn't have to lie about your accomplishments. We boast when we exalt ourselves over others as if our accomplishments were based on our own merit and ability. Love is not proud. My friends, to be proud is to be overly self-confident or insubordinate to God and to others. The Bible condemns pride as a source of much destruction and pain in the world. Love is not rude. My comrades, the definition of rude varies from culture to culture. The art of rudeness is the disregard for the social customs that others have adopted. When one does not concern themselves with the likes and dislikes of others, it is disrespectful. Proper concern shows love. But when the customs of the culture contradict the Christian faith, it is not unloving to break them. For example, loving Christians should break the custom of racial discrimination. Love is not self-seeking. Folks, when we put ourselves first without the consideration of others, we are self-seeking. Love puts the benefit of others over self. Love is not easily angered. My friends, slow to anger is related to patience. However, we are not to become indifferent to the suffering of others. Love keeps no record of wrong. My brothers and sisters, when we forgive time and time again, we do not have to keep a record of being offended. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. My friends, those who truly love do not enjoy seeing their loved ones stumble into evil, but they rejoice when they try to live according to the truth of the gospel. Love always protects. Folks, the word protects can mean to endure or to cover. To endure means to not stop loving even under the strain of difficulties imposed by others. To cover means not to deliberately expose the sins of others. Love will handle the sins of others in ways that will not bring exposure or shame. Love always trusts. This means love always gives the person the benefit of the doubt. Love always hopes. My friends, our love requires that we are optimistic towards others. Hope is the attitude that good will eventually come to those who may be failing. We cannot give up on someone who fails. I won't give up on you. Don't you give up on me. And finally, love always perseveres. Folks, it is easy to love someone when they go with the flow and does not offend. Love is challenged when we must endure trials. And so, my comrades for Christ, when the Holy Spirit is invited into your life to take up permanent residency, he will exhibit the love of Jesus through you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for setting the example of how we are to love our fellow man. 
we ask that your glory shine through us each day so that the world will know we are your disciples. In the name of the sure foundation, Jesus Christ, amen. And if you would like to become a disciple of Jesus Christ, repent of your sins and ask Jesus for forgiveness of those sins. Amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request, your praise reports, and your comments to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.